Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. What's up, everyone? Hello. Hi, Hi everybody. Hi. <laughs> we were just playing our laugh track to ourselves to hype us up. We've got a good old laugh track on our on our little little board, but welcome to the podcast. So glad you're here. Wherever you're, you know, tuning in from, whether it's the car, your house, maybe you're cleaning, maybe you're on a beach somewhere. Truly. <laughs> Wherever in the world. <laughs> Maybe you're on the toilet. Um, no, we're really glad you're here. I'm Lindsay and this is Krista. And uh, we've been doing this thing for four years and it's been a really fun ride. We're been learning right along with you. We bring on guests on Tuesdays and on Thursdays. It's usually just us. We kind of decide. Mm-hmm. We're like, eh, what are yeah. we feeling? But we're happy you are here. This is a community as well. So we're excited for you to connect with other people in almost 30 Nation. Yeah, it's truly the best. It's such a beautiful community and we love everyone so much. Love them. Yeah. Love them, love them. Um, you just got back from Austin. I was in Austin, y'all. How was it? Very fitting. It just was the best. Yeah. It's just the best. I was staying... So I stayed in Austin at our friend Karina's house. Yeah. Karina Dawn of Tone It Up. So I was staying at this baller house that was so nice. What you can get in Austin is... No, but also... Mind- oh, yeah. Karina is a baller. Karina is like- a baller. <laughs> and that's she's such a baller because she has she has toned it up and she has real estate. Like, she's so smart. Mm-hmm. And they're just so successful. It's crazy. Like, they're the best, too. They're just so kind and sweet and thoughtful. And I was like, damn, you're so inspiring because I can't wait to, like, ball out and su- just support yes. everyone I know. You know, just be like, yeah. hey, stay at my second house. whatever like that is my dream to have houses all over the world and for people to like use me for my houses yeah (laughs) no she is so kind yeah it looked gorgeous I was thinking about you guys a lot just having more space and how that felt to you guys almost like energetically like taking up more space which just must must have felt so cool (laughs) Justin and so also too there's this okay so we needed to rent a car and there's an app called Toro and you can rent other people's cars. So it's like Airbnb for cars. So I was looking at rental cars and they were so expensive. And it was like whatever car, like the basic Kia Rio, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, totally. which for Justin, totally. he's like Fabric six, four. Yeah. He does not fit in Kia Rios. And so we looked at Toro and Toro has dope cars you can rent for less than rental cars. So we were going to get a Tesla, cool. but our guy ended up having a nail in his tire, whatever. So we got a a Porsche Panorama. Okay. Which is literally like a $100,000 car. It was it was cheaper than a rental. So how does that work? Like what if you you just have like your car insurance that applies yes. to it? Yes. Like there's and you no... pay for and you pay extra for insurance. Got it. So it ended up being like $90 a day. And Justin Amazing. was whipping around Austin in a Porsche Panorama like and we were living in this sick house. I was like, this is like fucked up. This is not <laughs> our life. But it was so nice to be in the space. And it was so clean and new mm-hmm. and spacious. And Justin and I, Justin was like a new person. I Honestly, can't I was I knew, like, I knew it. Knew it. I'm like, you are a Texas boy. And also, you like nice spaces that are big mm-hmm. too. Here's the thing. <laughs> He was literally loving. He was happier than I've seen him in so long. There's, happier than me. There's so much resistance to a change like this. For just sure. in general, I think, I don't know. I I think with, with men in general where it's like, hey, let's think about this. Like women are just so like, okay, what's going to feel really uh-huh. good? What's the next level of our life? And they're like, no, I'm good. Like I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. And then they're in it and they're like, 
Oh, literally. I get it. He could fit in the, like Karina had this big ass tub. He fit uh, his whole body in the tub. Justin took a bath? He took baths like every day. <laughs> we took baths every day. We were like rotating. We're like, can I take a bath now? And he's like, can I take a bath? <laughs> I would honestly have a 30 minute break and just fill up the tub and just fucking soak. So and they have a pool. Nice. The hot tub's the biggest hot tub I've ever seen. <laughs> it was massive. We didn't end up getting in the pool just because it took forever to heat up. But I mean, being in just a big space was so nice. I was like, oh my God. I'm so breathe. happy for you guys. Yeah, that like must feel And dude, so the nature good. in Austin is so insane. It's so like, what was like... I've heard, we've been by what Barton Springs. Yes, we did Barton Springs and cool. we did Zickler Park. And so there's Ladybird Lake, which is like down the road, and and basically all along the river they have like a river walk and parks that you can just mosey around. And there's not a lot of people. Everyone's so friendly. Everyone has a pup. So good. It's so good. Did you take the kitties for? Oh, you, the kitties weren't with you. The kitties weren't with me. My That's friend right. Danica stayed at my house and watched the kitties. It was hilarious. I mean, was she sending you videos every yes. hour? We kept bothering her. We're like, hey, could we see more videos? She's like, sure. Trying to sleep. I'll send you more videos. But yeah, she tilled at the house. What was your favorite part about this trip? Just seeing how happy Justin was, honestly. Mm -hmm. He was so happy. Like he was... I think too for him, it's like he's always wanted a family. He's always wanted that lifestyle that's a little bit more family-oriented, that's slower, that's like just homebody. He's yeah. like a homebody. And I think that's like the life he will have, mm-hmm. you know, if we move. And so it was like, I think he was like really settling into that, like being excited. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's such a good feeling. Yeah. And then we saw Tiki, her pups, Karina's dogs, her Pomeranians. Oh Dude, it was so funny. We were like getting a tour of her other house and she has these giant paintings of <laughs> Tiki and Skunk, her Pomeranians. And she goes, oh, look, see that's... And I was like, Karina, I, I know... They're your dogs. It's giant paintings of your dogs. I'm like, you don't have to tell me that it's like whatever. Oh, but this was crazy. So when me and Justin landed in Austin, I was like, let's do, um, let's ask for signs. Like, let's just play around and ask for signs if we should move here. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, okay, well, we can ask for signs, but I always want it to be up to us if we want to move or not. Totally. I'm like, okay, (laughs) of course. Like, duh. I'm like, okay, sure. We'll always... She was free our, will. Yeah, we have free will. We'll, we'll, we're not going to live our life by signs. I'm like, but it's fun. So we were in the Uber on the way to Karina's. And I was like, let's have our first sign be a lion. I was like, let's do a lion. Let's just fuck around with a lion. And so we're in Karina's house. And I'm like sitting on the floor. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, we're thinking about moving. And I was like, we asked the universe for a sign. I was like, our first sign was seeing a lion. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, turn around. She has this giant ass painting of a beach of like a waterfall and like a lion, like a huge ass lion's face. Holy shit. I'll show you guys on video or on Instagram. I'll show you guys. A giant ass lion face. Literally, we we had been there for 10 minutes. So our second one, I'm like, let's do this again. Justin was like, that's unreal. So I was like, let's fuck around. Let's do something crazy. Let's do a parrot. So we're walking the next day, we're walking in Zickler Park and all of a sudden these like five green parrots fly over and they have green parrots. In Austin, these these five green parrots. So we're like, okay, let's do another sign. We need to get a little bit harder. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a penis walking by. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) He's I was like, Justin, okay, you pick this. You pick the thing. Like, let's see if you can do it. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, how about an ape? Like, I was like, an ape is a family. Also, or it's like a class of animal. It's like being like, 
a cat. Like it's it's just a class of animal. You can't. You have to be descriptive. I'm like you can't just say like like you have to say gorilla. Yeah, you can't or an say mammal. Yes, or you a, have to say a type yeah, of ape. A chimpanzee. Like yeah. an ape is like from the 400s. I'm like okay. I was like you have to be specific. He's like okay, we'll do a chimpanzee. He's like when I say ape, I mean gorilla. I was like okay, so he's like gorilla. So our thing was gorilla. And that night we were looking at something. Oh, Karina's husband, Bobby, who we love, Bobby yes. Gold. He's the best. He's obsessed with aliens too. I freaking love Bobby Obsessed Gold, with Bobby. He is one. And obsessed with Karina. They're In just the best way. angels. Yes. And so we were, we had seen something of Bobby's that was like in, in their closet at the house because I hung up my clothes. Yeah. And it's these really dope Jeremy Scott sneakers that are like collector's items, whatever. And they have these like, they're like dogs on them. And Justin was like, oh my God, I need to show you the other Jeremy Scott shoe. So we look up Jeremy Scott shoes. And the first one that pops up is this like gorilla Jeremy Scott shoe. Isn't that bizarre? Dude, it's so fun. It was, it's so (laughs) fun. It's so fun. It was like- It always works. Yes. Last time I was- I was like, okay, now now I want a check in the mail. Yeah. I literally was like, now I want cold hard cash. (laughs) My next sign is literally cold hard cash deposited in my bank account. I wouldn't be surprised. Last time I saw Sean, I was like, okay, let's do the same thing. But it was, I forget what we were asking. And I was like, I want to see like purple hair or something like that. Literally like probably five times a day, I'd see someone with purple hair. No way. So it's really interesting how like once you have that kind of as your focus. Yes. It's just like seeing, like asking to see a yellow convertible. Yes. You start seeing them and that's like, it's just so much it's a part like of... It's almost like to the gratitude mindset. Yes. You know, where you you find things that you see and then more comes to you, like more that you're grateful for. Exactly. So it's that same type of mentality. Have you seen that commercial? It's like always on Netflix, but it's for Progressive or something where the guy's teaching the people mm-hmm. how not to be their parents. I don't think so. It's no. so funny. It's like, he's like, he teaches people how to not be their parents. And he's like, okay, now... You guys got to turn off your ringer. And the woman's like, I don't have silent. You know how parents are always like, I don't have silent. But they have this person with blue hair walk by them. And he's like, play it cool. Play it cool. And they're like, blue hair. He's got blue hair. Because like, you know how parents like cannot handle. They're like like nudging you. They're like. They cannot handle someone like looks a little bit unique. (laughs) I mean, we would. Yes. I mean, completely. My sister dyed her purple at like 32. Oh, really? The gig was up. (laughs) I'm just joshing. It was it, it was just like a strand. It was kind of like when we had those feathers in our hair. Totally. It was very or those interesting. Like sparkly. But I've seen like lilac, like mm-hmm. Asher. You've done our, well. Our photographer, it, our I photographer friend. It. Oh my God. She had the most beautiful lilac hair I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. We, I don't know if we could ever do Never. It. Never pull it off. Never. Count us out. I don't, I need to get ready more. I feel like if I would have that, it's a statement and I'd have to get ready more so I couldn't just like look like trash all the yes. time. Yes. You know what I mean? People would be like, oh, wow, that's like... Like purple hair in a messy bun is actually like bordering on... Yes. Needs to be put yes. away. Yes. Um, well, I'm glad you had fun. That makes me happy. I yeah. miss Austin. I really, really love Austin. Yeah, it's the best. It's such a fun place. Um, you could still move. I can still move. You can still move. <laughs> we can move HQ out there. Yeah, so we're like thinking... Krista made the trip, not only to just like get away and enjoy Austin, but kind of feeling it out. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure Almost a lot of people out HQ. there listening are kind of like feeling that. Yes. I just had should one I of our friends message me, she's moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be completely honest, as much as I love LA, it is not... Mm-hmm. It's just a little weird. Mm-hmm. So Funky no shame and kind of like wanting to be somewhere that maybe feels 
um, a little bit better. A little bit more space. Yes. A little bit more affordable. A little bit more affordable. I mean... Big facts. It's pretty wild. Oh my God, dude. In Austin, it was this beautiful brand new apartment. Two bed, two bath. 1,600 square foot right on the river. 2,200. I was like, that's 12 here. Puke. Oh, and the house we were staying in? 15 here. Millie's. Shut up. I I don't know. (laughs) I was like, I think that's an exaggeration. (laughs) Everyone's like, how's your place? I'm like, it's 15. It's 15 million in California. (laughs) But that's what he pulled out of my ass. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but I'm sure it's like probably three times. Three times. Two, three times for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. All right, y'all. Um, before we get into the, today's episode, uh, we have an exciting month. Mm-hmm. So it's the first of October. Happy October! Sorry. Happy October, yeah. family. Um, what is life? But we have new paradigm round two. I love our lineup. The lineup. We just had the best one with Shanae Alexander mm-hmm. on sexuality and body confidence. So in the one we had on the thirtieth with Shanae, which will be available on our shop site. Um, we had her sexologist, her, her couple's relationship therapist, and Shanae, Lindsay, and I talking about body confidence, feeling in your body, and sex. And it was so profound. We did really group powerful. work. We did connect. It was just beautiful. Yeah. I really felt like it's a it's a safe space. And the mm-hmm. women just really, really opened up. It was powerful. Uh, Next up on October 14th, we have Jazz the Moon Mother. So this is all about human design for your money, alignment, and purpose. It's going to be really, really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, y'all love human design. It's one of our most talked about topics that we've had on the podcast. And she'll really guide us through the specific areas within your unique blueprint to create a deeper alignment with money, purpose, and all your personal dominions. So... Also coming up, Danica Breisha. She's going to talk about self-care. And Kiki Robinson, our healer. She's going to be teaching us how to learn tarot and psychic channeling. Psychic uh, channeling, you guys. Yeah. I know you guys fucking love that. So yeah. I am so excited about those. It is going to be amazing. So we got human design and money. We have self-care. We have tarot and channeling all mm-hmm. coming up. And then we'll be announcing our November lineup here soon. You can go to almost... 30.com slash new dash paradigm to get your tickets now. Anything else? Feeling I think that's it. it. Apparel's in the it. shop site. So shop almost 30. Always. You have all of our apparel. We have tons of workshops, downloadables, self-care checklists. Um, we have our Saturn return downloadable, which is really dope. So anyone that's going through your Saturn return, which is that period that feels really crazy in your late 20s, early 30s, hi most mm-hmm. of us. Um, we have a guide to navigating your Saturn return. That's really, really powerful. So shop almost30.com for all of your needs there. Yeah. And just want to shout out our sweatshirts, especially for this fall season. Yes. So comfy. They're so soft. So cute. So grab them at almost, shop almost30.com. All right. Today's episode, it's actually a solo technically. I'm talking about my experience with breath work, which has been a really powerful healing modality the past like maybe year and a half. And so I brought on my friend, Samantha Skelly, who's the founder of Pause Breathwork. And she's really, really powerful. Actually, we were on her podcast Mm -hmm. recently. But yeah, we just talk about her journey with breathwork, how she found it. She also talks about uh, her experience with disordered eating 
and body dysmorphia and just how breathwork has um, completely changed her life and healed that part of her. And so now she's just helping thousands of people to access this like free thing that you can do on a regular basis. That's why I love it so much. We talk a lot about, you know, how we store trauma in the body physically. If you've ever read like the body keeps the score, you understand and it's just a really powerful awareness that I have now. And we talk about exactly what breathwork is. We get into the science of it. And she actually does a mini kind of breathwork exercise in the episode. So I'm excited for you guys to listen. Uh, She's at Samantha Skelly on Instagram. Also Pause Breathwork on Instagram. You can learn more at pausebreathwork.com. But super grateful, Sam. Thank you for coming on. And I'm excited to share this. I think you know a lot of people ask about breathwork, but it is one of those modalities that is like... I don't know. For me, sometimes I resist it. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And then when I do it... I understand yeah. exactly why. <laughs> That's why I've never, do yeah. it. I've never really gone there in breathwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared. Brie Melanson's always like, "I'm going to strap you down." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Thursdays are our uh, solo episodes, and if you ever have a recommendation or want us to talk about a particular topic, no, okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I was just making it. I just was thinking about something. <laughs> I never know. When I watch the video back on this, sometimes I'm like, does she think I'm crazy? No way. Oh my God. <laughs> Someone said that too, Bess, on our team. <laughs> Bess was like, yo, in that video, your face was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, thank you so much for saying that. Well, Dude, that- that's why video blows because I'm just thinking hard. I'm like... <laughs> well, also like in this type of setting, we're usually thinking about the next thing to say. Facts. Sometimes, like we're good yes. listeners and we're thinking yes. about the next thing. Yeah, to we're say. like, what did we miss? <laughs> um, yeah, so episodes come out Tuesday, Thursday. Share this with someone that you think would benefit. That's how we've grown. You know, this is like free information and content to support you. We are found at almost thirty podcasts on Instagram. I'm at it's Chris on Instagram. She's at it's Lindsay Simsick. Shopalmost30 dot and we will see you on the other side. Love ya. Love ya. I think like the ability for plants to just breathe so deeply, not to be cheesy because we're going to talk about breathwork, but like truly like it reminds you to actually take a deep breath when you're out Mm -hmm. in nature. I don't know if people Mm -hmm. feel that, but it was just so beautiful. I felt so peaceful. I was so inspired to like actually do my meditations. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, do all the mm-hmm. things that I say I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. I was really just naturally inspired to do it. Mm-hmm. Being out mm-hmm. in nature. Yo, nature's the best teacher. Mm-hmm. Like every part of nature is the best teacher. You know, like trees with their like discernment and their alignment and their like unwavering presence. And then you have like the ocean with its like flow and it's like consistency. I'm like, fuck man, if we just like listen to nature more, like I think I we can really like get this human thing right, you know? I know. God's like, look over here. Come on. I'm trying to show <laughs> can you. Can I make this obvious for you? <laughs> Fucking hell, humans. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Me too, girl. Truly, truly. I've gotten a lot of questions over the years as I've like briefly kind of talked about trying breathwork for the first time, consistently doing breathwork and just how impactful it has been on Mm -hmm. my healing. And 
I found you, pause breath work. I mean, I just am so in awe of what you've been able to build and to impact Mm -hmm. so many people and help them to unlock unlock the life that they've always dreamed of, right? Like it sounds Mm -hmm. cheesy, but it's like, Mm -hmm. these are the things that are stopping people from trusting themselves, from fully feeling what life has to offer. And it's crazy that this practice of breathwork has the power to to unlock that. So I don't normally do this, but I, I would love to just like start with you and who you are. And mm. I'd love to hear about your story and finding breathwork. We'll get to starting pause breathwork, but I'd love to know like where you found yourself and how you found breathwork to heal yourself. Yeah, it was such an interesting journey. And I think I struggled. I was like the poster child for ADHD and anxiety pretty much my whole life. And then that transitioned into eating disorders and over-exercising, under-eating, restricting, and then overeating. And I struggled so bad with, with food in my body from for like five years. Body image my whole life. Like I can remember being 12 years old in the bathtub, looking down at my stomach and just feeling like disgusting in my body. And I always hated my body, but the disordered eating, the overeating, emotional eating, that all happened in my early 18 to sort of 24. And I got to this place where I would open my eyes in the morning and the first thought on my mind was like, I can't wait to go to bed. And not because I didn't want to live, but because I couldn't handle the thoughts in my mind. It was relentless. Like every single moment of the day, my inner critic was was riddling all of these like really abrasive things at me. Like you're not good enough. You're never going to be good enough. You're not talented enough. You're not skinny enough. And so for my whole, that whole, I called it my diet depression years. Mm-hmm. I was in such a battle with food. I had no idea how to eat like a normal person. I was on over 50 diets in less than four years. And so I got to this place where I was like, let me try this meditation thing. And everyone everyone and their dog was like, meditation is the greatest thing ever. You should totally do meditation. And every single time I tried to sit down and meditate, I couldn't. Like It was literally impossible for me. I felt so unsafe to be in my body. And I felt so unsafe to actually feel my emotions. Yeah. So the combination of those two things, there was no way. I I would sit there for 20 minutes in excruciating emotional and physical pain. And I would get up and I'm like, "What? how, how is this even working? Like, I can't meditate. And so at the time of this healing from my my eating disorder, I was I was reading Elizabeth Gilbert Gilbert's um, Eat, Pray, Love. And so she was like, talking about going to Bali and going to that healer, right? And I was like, I was like, mom, I was like, I can't handle this anymore. Like, no, I went to so many clinics and so many doctors and so many therapists spending tens of thousands of dollars. I'm like, were you ever on medication? I was never on medication. Mm-hmm. I was never on medication. But I, I I tried so hard to to just handle it, you know? Yeah. And it, like, I don't know, maybe medication would have been like, it would have helped at the time. I'm not really sure. It wasn't the path I, I took, but I know many people uh, do. 
So I, I booked a one-way ticket to Bali. I found this energy healer that she talks about in the book. And through his broken English, he said to me, your brain is broken. <laughs> He's like, you think too much. Your brain is broken. I was like, I know. I came here to fix. Like, I thought you were going to wow. fix me. <laughs> so I went to, I went back to my homestay and I went to go try and take a meditation class. I ended up being late for the meditation class. And the next class that was on the, the board was a breathwork class. And like many people, I looked at it and I was like, breathwork. I'm like, just using my, like just breathing. I'm like, I, I got this. I do this in yoga. I know how to breathe. Like this is not going to help. This is not going to help me with my broken brain situation. But it was the only class there at the time when I was there. So I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's just go in. So I walk up the, up to the stairs of this class and I open the door and there's this man dressed in all white. He looks like Jesus. He's got this long beard. And everyone in the class is lying down with pillows and blankets. I don't know if you've ever been to a like a, a, a in-person breathwork class, but yes. like people are lying down. There's blankets. It looked like an, a sleepover. I'm like, what is about, what is about <laughs> to happen? And he, the guy's like, are you ready to go on the ride of your life? And I'm like, what is happening right now? It looked like, I was like, this is... This looks like an orgy. Like, what was going on? Totally. <laughs> like, I'm in, whatever. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. go. Maybe this will help. <laughs> so he he comes he comes down and he goes, he, he said, you are going to feel a range of emotionality in your body that you've never felt before. You are going to reach states of happiness and contentment that you've probably never felt. And you are going to be able to release and cry out a lot of stuck emotion in your body. Mm. And I, I looked to him and I said, dude, the only two things that I can feel right now in my body are numbness and anxiety. Like, I don't think so, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> so we lie down and he begins to, to teach the breath pattern. And within a few moments, Lindsay, I was like, what is going on? Like, I felt this activation in my body. I, f- I was bawling my eyes out within a few moments. And I was so emotionally constipated at the time that I just stuffed down my emotions and I didn't allow myself to emote. I didn't allow myself to, to grieve or be sad about anything. I was just so charred up. Yes. And so this was a three-hour experience. It felt like it was 15 minutes. I woke up and... Three hours? Like, three hours of wow. breathing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Time collapses in that space. Like Always. it really did feel like 15 minutes. And so so I got up and I, I just, I turned to him and I was like, why does the whole world not know that we have the ability to feel this? How have we been so muted from the, the magnificence that our body has available to us on the other side of a deep breath? This is so crazy. This was 10 years ago. I went home that day after that class and I researched with the crappy internet that they had in Bali at the time, everything I could about breathwork. And it's just now sort of coming to the surface. It's not mainstream yet, but, but people are beginning to, to know about it back then. It was, there was hardly anything. Mm. So I began studying everything I could about it, took every certification on the market at the time, which was again, very limited. And just became such a student of the work. I healed my emotional eating, which I write about in in my next book of how I was able to understand finally the difference between what is an emotional hunger cue and what is a physical hunger cue. How can I understand my emotional needs on such a deep level and, and meet them? 
and understand the wounds and the ruptures in my system from my childhood and and know that food is not going to fulfill that, but something so much deeper is. And I, I have access to that. I am my own drug. And so I just became obsessed with the work as a student. I actually never thought that I would build pause. I thought it, I thought breathwork was just going to be my thing that I did. And you know, you know how the universe works. Like the nonstop call to be like, Sam, you gotta do this. I mean, so that's the that's the story. And that's that, you know, my my goal and my intention is for every single human on the planet to understand the depth of how powerful they truly are through their breath. And I know we'll get there. It's just gonna take mm. some time. Yeah. I mean, that is an incredible story. And the fact that you missed the yoga class and had to take the breathwork class. Like, say no more. Okay. That is like, that's the ultimate, (laughs) you know, universe Mm -hmm. nudge of like, here you go. And then for you to be so moved and uh, affected to then just fully immerse yourself. It's, it's just so telling of, of the fact that you're meant for this work. I'd love to talk about, you know, how and why emotions get caught and stuck in the body. I've experienced so many moments in breath work where I'll have flashes of my childhood and it's not necessarily traumatic experiences. It's so much of, um, which I know can happen, but it's like these instantaneous knowings of like, oh my gosh, like just having so much compassion for myself or maybe mm. for other people or just understanding a dynamic that I, I never understood. And it just is like this simultaneous understanding and release. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, what was that? Like, have I been holding that for mm. ever? Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to talk about that connection between the emotional body and the physical body. And then the science behind how the breath mm. can help move that. Absolutely. I love that. <clears throat> you know, when we grow up, we have we have all of these meet needs, right? When we're babies, 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 babies. And we reach for support and in a healthy scenario and a healthy dynamic, we would be met. And so we we start patterning. I am safe. I am protected. My needs are met and they matter. But the majority of humans don't have that experience, right? We reach to get our needs Mm. met and our mom or dad is not there. And whether they were physically there, maybe emotionally they weren't, or even if they were the best parent in the world, there still can be ruptures that are so not intentional, but do happen. And so what that does in the body is I call it parts. We, we, We begin to develop parts in our system. So there can be a part that says, my needs don't get met. There can be a part mm. that is the the avoider. I'm going to avoid situations because I don't want to... I, I, it feels so traumatic because I felt that once. And so these little parts get frozen in time and they remain the maturity level of when the actual rupture or wound occurred. And so we are all... All of us are traumatized. If you're human, you're traumatized. And the severity of the situation to create the trauma, of course, varies. But we all carry so much trauma within our bodies. And we then are we then grow up to be adults and we, you know, it looks like we have our shit together, but inside we're just children who have wounds and needs that needed to be attended to. And so we begin to develop protectors to meet these young vulnerable parts. So the young vulnerable part of us that didn't get its needs met, we then develop protectors 
to protect those parts. So a a common protector can be the aggressor. Mm. So getting super aggressive to get our needs met, right? The anger is a secondary emotion that, that that we express, but the need is, I just need to be seen. I need to be heard. And if I'm not seen and I'm not heard, then I'm gonna lash out and I'm going to attack verbally or physically. So the reason why breathwork is so powerful is because these, these parts of us in our system are not accessible through our ordinary mind, through our, through our structured mind. If I was to sit down right now and I was to journal out all the parts of me that are undiscovered, it'd be impossible. I couldn't do it because our mind is, is there's lack and limitation in our mind and protectors live in our mind. So there's a part of me that doesn't actually want to remember. So to answer your question, when I do breath work, why do I begin to see visions and feelings and all that kind of stuff? The mind is released in breath work. So Mm. think of it as the mind unhooks. Ah, When the mind unhooks, we have deeper access to our emotional body. And then we have deeper access to our intuition. So at any point in time, there's three pillars of connection. We have our mind that is speaking to us. We have our emotions that are communicating to us through sensations. And then we have our intuition, which is communicating through expansion and contraction. Now, we simply can't access our intuition when our emotionality and our mental cognitive pillar are so noisy constantly. Yes. And that was my experience for so long. I had ADHD. I was busy brained. And then I had so much anxiety that I couldn't even under... I didn't think I had an intuition. And so breathwork allows us to unhook the mind. It allows us to clear a lot of the sensations that are stagnant in our system. And then we have access to our intuition. I call it the pocket. We land in the pocket where all there is is oneness and wholeness. It's like, I am that tree and that tree is me. Your hurt is my hurt. We, we have this interconnectedness that, is, that bounds all of us mm. together, all of us. And what, our, our logical mind, our structured ordinary mind only sees separation and therefore judgment. So we can't actually feel that to the degree that it's present when we're filtering life through the lens of just our mind. So what breathwork does is it gives us sips and it gives us access to our true nature. Our ordinary structured mind is not our true nature. You know, yeah. our, what, what we experience when we unhook the mind and we clear the emotions is our true nature. It's that oneness, that wholeness, that, that place of just embodied awareness. And the reason why I believe breathwork is just going to be the biggest shift in the personal development industry is we finally get to stop thinking about how to feel better. We get to stop thinking about how to feel better. Yeah. It's... I I have um, someone in my life I'm very close to right now who is struggling so, so intensely with depression and anxiety. And the anxiety is is so loud. The mind is so loud and it's wild. It's wild mm. to hear the thoughts because we're so mm. close that, you know, they'll say it out loud, like what is actually happening. And I'm really, you know, it's odd that this conversation is happening today because later I want to ask you about, you know, when people are resistant to breath work. But mm. um, 
the moment and the pocket is just such a perfect descriptor. The moment that I drop in, one, I immediately cry because I'm like, there you are. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, there you are. And, you know, what I understand to be happening on the day-to-day when my mind is running, whether it's anxiety or comparison, Mm -hmm. I have this to do, I haven't done that, I'm this far from this, you know, Mm -hmm. is such a, a result of being in a society that is so mind dependent mm-hmm. or not necessarily asked like in messaging from branding or whatever how we're feeling or you know like really accessing totally. that right like we mm-hmm. we're not necessarily treated as the humans that we are and i just mean that as fact it's not to like shit on anything it's like we're not treated as these emotional bodies mm-hmm. So often we're just treated as like consumers or what have you. And then subconsciously we start to identify as that. And so then we start to compare or we, Mm -hmm. you know, we just get so wrapped up in uh, what we're not. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, breathwork just reminds me exactly who I am. Like you said, the true nature. Mm. And what was your, you know, after that first time experiencing breath work, I guess I want to get into just like deeper, what exactly you felt being healed and released? Because I I would love for people to understand like how powerful this is. So I know you mentioned your eating disorder. I'd love to know more about like the dynamics of that, like the anxiety, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I want to touch on something you said because it's so important. It gives us a chance to remember Like we have this soul essence that we're so familiar with, but because we live in the world that we do and we're constantly told that we should stop feeling and start thinking, Mm. we lose touch with what that is. So there's this beautiful remembrance. And the more we glimpse into that true nature, the more we, we remember it, the more we embody it, the more we become it. So a huge one for me is when I was lying there in Bali after that class... I felt that remembrance. I felt that true nature. I was like, oh man, there you are. I frigging missed you. I I have been fighting you and I have been berating you and I have been doing everything to not listen to you. Mm. Oh my gosh, I have this physical freaking body and this beating heart. And oh my God, this is magnificent. And I, I lied there thinking to myself and feeling it's this feeling that I chase in all the things that I'm chasing. I was a fitness competitor for years and it fed my eating disorder. And the reason why I was a fitness competitor because I wanted to get on the stage and I want to feel, I wanted to feel valued yes. and worthy. I wanted to feel loved. Mm. And so I began to look at all of the areas in which I am hustling for my worth to try and feel the very thing of what I am. And the most beautiful thing about breath is I can simply just breathe in a certain way with an intention and I can access the felt sense of what I am craving. Mm. And whatever we desire to feel, we deserve. We deserve it. It's part of us. It's part of our nature. You know, we're not here to struggle, pay bills and die. We're really here to use this playground, this life to experience and have our soul just expand in the most glorious ways. And that doesn't have to look grandiose. 
but it's the connection in our in our hearts. And so when I when I lied there and I was able to access this just true nature of who I was, I was like addicted to feeling myself, you know? I'm like, oh my God, this is who I am. Yeah. I am not this addicted version of me. I am not this struggling version of me. I am not this disordered eating version of me. I am not, I am not someone who hates her body anymore. And the thing with breathwork and why I love it so much is it is so immediate. Once people have that taste of the visceral shift, it's like, whoa. And I think people have been getting there through or having glimpses and access through plant medicine and ayahuasca and the rest of that. And I think that's a route that if you want to take that, that's cool. But we have to realize like we are our own drug. It's like all that's doing is showing us access to what we are. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's here and it's now and it's real. Yes. And so because I was trying to mindset my way through my eating disorder for so long and I was trying to think about how to feel better and I was externalizing an internal wound, I never actually got there. And within that breathwork session, I got there and it was immediate and I felt it. And so from there, it was so easy to remember the true nature of who I was, which allowed the healing process to not... It wasn't easy, but there was a simplicity in it. Because every single day I could I could wake up, I could do my breathwork exercises and I could remember. Every single time I was on the verge of over-exercising or I was on the verge of using food as a drug, I could use breath and I could remember. And so it gave me this very tangible tool that I could use 35 times a day so that I can remember. And the more that I did that and the more that I cleared out a lot of the suppressed emotionality that was archaic and stuck in my system the more i felt felt myself because it's it's not about it's not about let me try and get there to try and feel the truth of who i am it's it's about what do i need to release to reveal more of who i am mm. it's already there the pocket is already there what's blocking the pocket what am i believing that's blocking the pocket we spend so much time obsessed with what we are not yet Mm. You know, and I see that, you know, with especially people like in their 20s. I mean, I remember it myself where I'm like, I'm just not there yet. And, you know, just feeling that gap between who I am now and what I think I should become and not understanding that aesthetically anything that I want to become, I actually already am, Mm. you know, deep, deep within my soul. And I love that point about, you know, really connecting with your soul essence. I'm, I just finished Meet Your Soul by Alyssa Romeo. Classic, y'all. It's so powerful, you know, and and we forget that we have access to that, right? Like we forget that that is who we are. So I'd love to I'd love to talk about, you know, as people start to access these deeper states of their body, what do you recommend and what did you do to continue to integrate that into your everyday? So Obviously, breath work can last, you know, it could be 20 minutes, it could be an hour, it could be a couple hours. But beyond, like on the in between, what are we doing to make sure that it sticks and it continues to open you up? Because I think with some of these tools and wellness practices, people are like, okay, like I'll, I'll do it. And then they go back to life and they're like, yeah, I felt good. And I feel like great, I guess, for a few days. And then they like kind of get back into their old routine. And then they're like, I guess I should do breath work again like a month later, right? Definitely. So what would you recommend? 
My breathwork journey started ass backwards doing a three-hour session. I know what I was going to say. <laughs> like that, I, I do not recommend that for any pausers that join our community. My intent is giving the individual it's like tiny sips, like glimpses of that true nature. And honestly, that can be done in a minute a day. And 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 doing it while you're doing something else, like the dishes, right? Like there is with breath work, it's you don't have to sit in silence mm. and do it. So so it's great for moms because you could be doing it when you're freaking changing a shitty diaper, you know? And if we start with a minute a day, especially for someone who's been fairly muted emotionally for their whole life or just kind of living, you know, they don't get too happy, but they don't really allow themselves to feel their emotions like I was. A minute a day is beautiful because what that does is, is it allows us to start somewhere and then go two minutes a day and then try five minutes a day and just really listen to your body. We want to slowly increase the tolerance mm. for feeling. Yeah. You know, if if, if we want to feel better, we got to be better feelers. And that's one of the biggest issues in personal and spiritual development is we're so resistant to feeling because we think if we feel, we're going to get stuck in it and we're going to spin. And it's actually not true. So when we can slowly open up that window of tolerance and allow the body to experience more and more of our true nature, your body's going to say, let's go a little longer this time. Let's do it a little more. So, so it's the bottom up approach versus the top down approach, mm. right? So the body is actually, the, the body is um, guiding the agenda. My body just tells me now, all right, it's time to breathe. It's time to breathe. Let's do this. Let's, let, you know, and there's during my week, I do about three sessions that are about 20 minutes. And then I do about five minutes every morning, five minutes every evening, just to clear the mind in the morning and then release the day. And when I'm feeling particularly heavy, I'll do like an hour to two hours. Um, but it, that's, that's after 10 years of doing it. Right. And that's not necessary for the average person. I'm just obsessed. So people who are just starting out, a couple, a couple minutes a day is just absolutely perfect. And you will really begin to feel what we want to achieve in the system is something I call emotional balancing, where you can feel the anxiety and feel the stress, but then we can also bring in an energy of contentment and ease and peace and just wholeness. Mm -hmm. And we can feel both at the same time. And then what we focus on expands. We keep focusing on that wholeness and keep breathing more of that in. And then, and then it begins to integrate in the body. We get the feeling and then we integrate. We get the feeling and we integrate. We get the feeling and we integrate. And that's how sustainable transformation occurs. It's, you know, our industry is very much like, rah, 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 like do the thing and like hopefully it sticks, like mindset work. And, you know, there I there's a time and place for that for sure. And I think that's like the first step for many people, which is beautiful. Like I've been a Tony fan since I was like 12. <laughs> and like I've gotten to like thousands of those UPWs and that was my like door in and I think that's really Shut useful up, for really? some people. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. I love it. We were but, supposed but to go during starts... COVID and we didn't we weren't able to go. Uh, to UPW? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's it's so fun, dude. It's it's just a big party. Yeah. The best concert you'll ever go to. <laughs> um I truly yeah, that the integration piece that's so important. And I, you know, I love what you said about living with both the anxiety mm -hmm. and the peace and the space and the calm because mm -hmm. i think we think we have to pick one or the other or live with one or the other yeah. and it's just a more realistic approach mm -hmm. where yeah we're going to have anxious thoughts and we're going to mm -hmm. have 
you know, fear. And we're going to have a monkey mind every once in a while, but how can we, how can we really invite in the peace and the calm and have that be our focus and what we are, you know, feeling um, and able to just kind of like wrap it in, you know, like I, I definitely have, I've, Breathwork has helped me to build compassion for myself. You know, when I have those moments that just feel like, whoa, Mm. why am I spiraling right now? Mm. And it just, it allows me to talk to that part of me that just wants to run, that just wants Mm. to like unravel. Yeah, I love that. So you mentioned the morning and evening five minute breath. Mm. Would you mind sharing what that looks like for people? Yeah, should we we do it a little bit? Yeah, I'd love that. Okay, let's do it. So if you're listening to this and you're driving, just press press pause or you can keep the track going. Just don't breathe until yeah, you're totally. not driving. <laughs> <laughs> so this breath is called the triactive breath. And we're using just our mouth. Mm-hmm. So we breathe twice in and one out. And it's into the belly, up into the chest and out in the mouth. Here comes my Canadian accent. <laughs> out the mouth. <laughs> I love it. So in the belly, up the chest, out the mouth. <sighs> yeah, that's it. That's it. And then what we'll do is we'll take a deep breath in. So let's let's just let's honestly just do it for a minute. Let's do it for a minute. And then let's take a deep breath in through the nose. Let's hold at the top. What you're gonna notice is when you do that top hold for the first five seconds you might feel a little bit dizzy or like, whoa, a little bit chaotic. That's the energy just realigning. And then you come to this place where it just feels like, ah, like your body just settles. Mm. And so what we're doing here is we are activating the limbic system. We're helping down-regulate from the sympathetic fight or flight into the parasympathetic rest and digest. And when we're in that rest and digest, we're more creative, we're more loving, we're more compassionate, we're more open, we're more just, we're more in life experiencing. And so this practice of a minute, or you can do this for a few minutes, helps to downregulate so we can get back into a place of just peace and ease and lightness. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Let's try it. All right, let's do it. All right, everyone closing your eyes, relaxing your shoulders. To start with, let's just do one big cleansing breath in through the nose. That's it. And just notice the chair you're sitting on. Notice that you are safe, you are supported. Just tune into your heart for a moment. Notice the energy of your heart. And when you're ready, starting the breath pattern. Beautiful. Just allow the breath to do the work. You're safe to breathe. You're safe to feel. Let the body just release whatever needs to be released. Beautiful work. Letting the breath 
Just guide. The breath knows exactly what to do. The breath knows exactly what to do. Letting the breath do the work. That's it. And when you're ready, taking a deep breath in through the nose, holding the breath at the top, in through the nose, holding at the top, and just witnessing the energy reorganizing, and now noticing yourself landing landing in your body. And when you're ready, just releasing the breath when your body says go. Noticing the vibrations, the aliveness, tuning back into your heart, noticing that maybe your heart has opened just a little. And when you're ready, just opening up your eyes, looking around the space. <laughs> How do you feel? Ooh, so good. I. It's funny. My like my body was like, "You've been meaning to do this." <laughs> like it was literally like a little voice that was like, <laughs> "Now you remember how good it feels." Mm. Yeah, I mean the reorganizing, like you tr I truly felt that. And I was a little lightheaded when I was yeah. holding my breath. Mm -hmm. But I just, you know, staying with it, you feel like almost like matter settling. That's it, yeah. And yeah. Mm. It's so important and I I think the beginning of the day and the end of the day just speaks to me so much because I feel like especially the beginning of the day, I'm so impressionable and vulnerable. So, mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of us unintentionally, intentionally grab our phones to turn mm -hmm. off our alarm and then we're sucked into a text message or an Instagram mm -hmm. post or what have you. And all of a sudden we're holding our, our breath. At least I, yeah. I feel that where I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, 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 you know, I'm just like <laughs> totally. onto it. And so, yeah, that is so, so mm -hmm. powerful. Is there just technically speaking, like, so we can be standing, sitting up tall for a breath mm -hmm. exercise like that. Is there mm -hmm. a time, length of time that you be breathing that you recommend laying mm -hmm. down? Yeah. So there's two types of breath work at pause. We have integrative and then we have meditative. So integrative is when you're still in your conscious state. You can be doing the things that you're doing other than driving. So doing the dishes at your computer, whatever it is. And so integrative breath work, the breath patterns are a lot shorter. So less than five minutes. Mm. And then if you want to go into an altered state of consciousness and you want to go on more of a deep dive, then lying down is best. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. For people who are resistant to breath work... Mm. I've talked to a lot of people about doing it and they're like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Heard it's intense. I don't want to breathe for mm -hmm. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even if they've tried it once and they're like, whoa, 
Like yeah. it was almost, which I think Krista um, had that experience where it's, it, it's a lot, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of things come up. What would you say to someone who is resistant around breath work, mm. ways in which they can kind of ease into it? Yeah. And also I feel like people really love like a science science-backed practice mm-hmm. and like just like the mm-hmm. facts around it so I'd love to uh I'd love to definitely. take notes cuz I want to I want to recruit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So again, going back to that slowly opening up the window of tolerance. Like really cuz here's the thing, it's not the practice that they're resistant to, it's what the practice is going to bring up. And so especially for someone like like me, who was incredibly resistant to feeling their emotions. Like breathwork is the perfect person who says, I can't meditate. You know, like that's like our, that's like the perfect person for it. And and it's because it's that like resistance to feeling, mm. fear of the unknown. Well, what if something comes up and I can't handle it? Right. And our body has an incredible ability to handle emotionality. It's just our mind doesn't think so. Like the body's got it. The body's so intelligent. And when we breathe and release and relax, the body knows exactly what to do with, with that emotion. It knows how to process it. But when the mind thinks to itself, oh, I need to do this, we kind of get ourselves a little bit backwards. So just, just literally speaking to the ego, like you're safe. You're safe. Everything's going to be okay. Mm. Like I'm, I'm protected. I'm just breathing. And and just really getting used to the sensation of, of the body slowly. So again, one minute a day, two minutes a day, slowly building up from there. And then also t- touching in with, with what is our relationship to pain? It's a, this is a huge one. So if we have a fractured relationship to pain and feeling pain in our body means whatever story we create, there's going to be a natural resistance to breath work. And that was like me for so long. I identified so much with anxiety like I am anxious, I am anxious, I can't yes. feel it, I can't feel it, you know? So when I rem- when I like shifted my relationship to pain and I said to myself, pain is a catalyst for my growth. When I feel anxiety, it's an opportunity for me to lean in and ask myself, what do I actually need? Or when I was going through my eating disorder, what am I really hungry for? Mm. When I felt like I wanted to emotionally eat or over-exercise, what is it that I really want? And so when we can renegotiate our fractured relationship to pain and create it to allow it to be for our healing, breathwork becomes so much easier. So the, like a beautiful story is, yeah, pain is the catalyst to my growth. The anxiety that I feel shows me that I'm out of alignment in some way. Yes. You know, and, and let it be a beautiful indicator of what we need to look at or what needs to be healed. So mm. when we breathe we are placing our body in something called respiratory alkalosis. So we're shifting the pH level of our our body. And so that allows us to look at life, not through our our like fight or flight parasympathetic, but it allows us to tap into our rest and digest. It activates our limbic system. And our limbic system is where all of our memory and emotion is held. So when you're doing breath work, and you have that visual, that is, that, is your, that is you remembering. And so for people on listening, who are, who've, if you've said to yourself, I don't remember anything from my childhood, it's because you're, you've blocked it out. Remember that protector has blocked it out. I don't want to go there. I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. And so as we breathe and we begin to activate that limbic system and we begin to remember 
and feel more emotions, we begin to repattern and rewire. And the more that we can shift that relationship to pain, the easier it's going to be. So what we're doing is we're putting the body into a into a we're putting the body into a sympathetic state so that we can experience more of the parasympathetic. Right. Yeah. Do you recommend people because I want to talk about pause because it's just starting out, do you recommend they have mm. like a support or a guided breathwork session because mm. I think you can learn the breath but there's also some physical sensations that come mm-hmm. up that might be a little bit like alarming, uh, mm-hmm. which I'd love to talk about just to kind of mm-hmm. explain what, yes. what's actually happening. So two-part question. So it's like, do you recommend for beginners having that support, having that guidance? Mm-hmm. And then can we kind of talk about what might come up and what actually that is physically in mm-hmm. the body? Absolutely. So breathwork is a completely safe practice. Mm-hmm. And where we where people like to have support at times is um, when they're going through that process and something comes up, it's sometimes nice to have like a very stable, you know, anchoring, supportive mm. individual there. And so we have we have pause breathwork facilitators all around the world now in fourteen different countries, which is really cool. So um, if for people who want the support of a facilitator, um, that's all just contact us on our on our site and we we can absolutely help you out for those of you who just want to to try it we have a ton of audios um, on the site as well that you can access and we also have an, an app coming out soon and the, the exciting thing about the app is there's a section on it that says take a breather so those are like less than five minutes little ones that you can you can pop in every now and then great and then um, what was the second part of that question? <laughs> The physical. Oh, that's right. That yes, yes, up. yes. So whether mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. yeah, okay. you know, I'm like doing so, it in the video. I'm like, you're like, you know, what's going on? <laughs> Nothing. So, so in the body's attempt to release a lot of the stuck emotion in the system, it goes out through our extremities. So this is why you know, Lindsay, you're like, I feel a bit dizzy. The the energy is gathering, collecting, and releasing through yes. our extremities. So so temperature, we can get super hot and sweaty. Or we can be freezing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've gotten know? very it, cold before. Yeah, and it just depends on what your body needs to process. Um, there's, you can contract in certain areas. So I'm going to talk about internal contractions and then I'm going to talk about external contractions. So internal contractions are parts of your system where you have a holding pattern of emotion. So for instance, my holding pattern of emotion is in my solar plexus. That's where I experience anxiety. Like it's, it, it's like bound. Yeah, you too. Mm-hmm. So, and, and anxiety is something that I still very much experience. I just now have tools on, on knowing that I can observe the anxiety without identifying with the anxiety. Mm. And then I have pat- breath patterns to be able to help with the anxiety. And just a side tangent here, every single emotion has a corresponding breath pattern. So we can, we can shift the way we feel by shifting the way we breathe. So what tends to happen when we're in breath work for me is my solar plexus will contract like, and it will feel a little physically like uncomfortable, mm. but then it will disperse mm-hmm. and the emotion will process. And if we look at birth, if we look at you know, uh, a mother birthing a baby, it's contract, 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 and expansion. Breath work is the same way internally and outside as well. So we have tetany, which when the energy is, is, is aiming to leave the body, our hands may, may 
kind of clamp up and look a little bit like lobster claws. Asking yourself to let go, mm-hmm. let go, let go, let go when you're in that experience is a beautiful practice. There's a meridian that goes from the heart into the hands. And so if you've ever said to yourself, I'm afraid of letting go, that can be the uh, the spiritual representation of like, I don't want to let go of this mm-hmm. yet. So there's the physical of the body releasing the energy and and the, the energy sort of um, concentrating in the hands, which is what gives us that, that tetany. And then there's the spiritual side of it of what are we still holding on to? And every single time that I do breathwork and I get tetany, which isn't every single time, mm-hmm. it's probably 30% of the time, I ask myself, Sam, what are you holding on to? And I can feel a contraction in my heart, like, mm. ugh, it's that thing. And then I break down and I release and then the tetany mm. goes back to normal. The body is so wise. If you're mm. listening to this episode, it's not by accident. I really think finding a practice like breath work will change your life. And especially for this time that we're feeling so disconnected from maybe obviously people, mm. but from maybe our purpose, like, what is really important? Like, I don't know who I am without Mm. all the things that I do. And so Mm. this is just like such a beautiful practice to come back to that like, no, I I know who I am and how I want to feel. I wanted to talk about the vocal release piece. So Mm. because I've like, I've experienced, experienced such a, a... a profound experience many times in breath work where I've been guided to just vocally release and it comes out different every time. It might be a literal scream. It might yeah. be like this guttural groan. It might be, I sing mm. a lot in breath work mm. and it's not like pretty. It's just like, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, it is music, but um, it's like coming mm. from such a deep part deep part of me. What is the value of vocally releasing during breath work? Oh, so good. Can I first, before I answer that question, can I just first tell you how much I appreciate having a conversation with a host who like knows it? Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's so great. Well, I just, I can't say enough about it. And Mm. well, actually I can can say enough. And then I really, I really want people to try it. Mm. You know, like that's kind of where the juice is. That's when you you feel and you're like, I can't describe it, but I, Mm. I know that something is so different. Mm, I just I just love how you you just get it. I love it. It's yeah. so good. So here's the thing. When we have a fear mm. around being heard and expressing ourselves, the energy of of what we want to express or put out into the world comes up into the body and into the throat and then the protector says don't say that. You're going to sound stupid. What are you doing? Don't say that. Don't get angry. Don't get angry. Don't be a crazy bitch. Don't do this. Suppress your feelings. Mute yourself. You know what I'm saying? So there is so much, there's such a congestion Mm. of emotionality that's stuck in our throats through sounding. So the practice of what you're describing is called sounding through sounding and just screaming and letting it out is basically giving that emotion flow so it can release from our body. And so sometimes that like, there's been times when I like scream my head off in a fit of rage because I'm just so effing angry about whatever it is. Mm. And I don't even know what it is. You know right. what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's not giving myself the opportunity to express my anger 
over and over and over and over and over again. So the concentration and the backlog of that in the session is just, it just goes all out. Yes. Um, Or there'll be like, maybe the cry will be like this cry of like, just grief. Like I haven't let myself grieve because I've had to be the strong one for my family. Like maybe there's a death in the family and you took on the role of like, I need to be the strong one. And I have not yet let myself go through the healing process of grief. And so, so grief has a, has a sound. Anger has a sound. Relief has a sound. Like all of these anxiety, we can scream to the the tonality of anxiety mm-hmm. and we can just let that out. And so it is so incredibly healing. The singing piece, I see that all the time. And I have asked my mentors, one of my mentors is 94 years old and he's just like the pioneer of breathwork. He's been doing it forever. Wow. And um, he, he always says it's past life stuff. You know, it's like you were a Mm. Um, like a beautiful singer and you brought people together through your voice in a past life. That resonates, doesn't it? Yeah. And so so in this life, you haven't yet given yourself maybe full permission to own that. And so in the breathwork space, when your protectors aren't online, you allow more of your true nature to come in and then you begin, you know, singing. Yes, in a past life. In this life, I sing, but in a past life, I was this singer. It was like in another country Mm -hmm. and I was basically like a caged bird. So I would like kind of be like puppeted and like told to sing, but I never Mm. got to sing what I wanted to sing. That came to me in a past life regression, everybody. So, okay. (laughs) I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah, that's Mm. that's so beautiful. Let's talk about pause um, and how people... Um, can just dig in there because I just, I'm so incredibly impressed with what you've built. And it's exciting to me that breath work hasn't become mainstream yet. And the fact mm-hmm. that this is just such a just robust and beautiful resource for people that, you know, when more people know about it, holy moly, it's the perfect, it's the perfect one to lay into. So I'd love to know more about what inspired you to, um, cause you said, you're like, I was a student. I loved mm. it. And then starting pause, what inspired you to start it? Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. So my first company, Hungry for Happiness, which is still going today, and it's it's awesome. I love it. I began using what I so I I, I took a lot of certifications and facilitator trainings on the market, like every single one at the time. And so I began teaching my women in Hungry for Happiness, mm-hmm. those who struggled with emotional eating, a lot of these tools of how to end emotional eating using breathwork. And that's that's what my next book is all about, is is that whole mm. that whole thing of of how can we revolutionize the weight loss industry by helping people heal with their letting their bodies heal. And so I began doing that and all of my clients were like, Sam, out of everything that you teach, your pieces on breathwork have been the most instrumental in my recovery. And so I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. And so I began just going deeper and deeper into my own practice and trying new things with with my with my clients. I was at a mastermind in LA about two and a half years ago. And there was a piece of, I'm like, there's something in me that needs to be expressed and I don't know what it is. You probably know that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. It's like something needs to be birthed, but I'm not quite sure what it is. And so I was driving from LA back to San Diego where I live. And I just I, I was just full of emotion. So I just started like crying and I was like, what is the, what, what is this? Like, what is the next thing? 
And it came in so clear. It was like, you need to teach the world to breathe. Mm. And then the very next moment was like, and it's called pause breathwork. So pause is not something that I... Like there was no business plan. There was no nothing. It's been pure intuition and following the next expansion. It's just been the biggest dream come true. Accidental dream come true. The company has been going only for two years now. And it's, it's just blowing up. We're about to launch an app, which is like crazy exciting. And the crazy thing is, is everything's been very easy. Mm. Like our facilitator training has hundreds of students in it. And it's it's been just a breeze. And it feels like... It's like, okay, the world needs this. So the universe is like, I'm going to make this easy for you to yes. like really bring this through. So I, I... Yeah, it's like I don't own Pause as its own entity that is so needing to be in the world. And I just get to be its, its like caretaker, you know, like its mom. And it, it has an intelligence within the entity mm. that teaches me every single day. Yeah, I mean, we my feel first the same. business, I was like, this is my business and I control this. And this, there was a rigidity yes. to it. With pause, there's a fluidity and an ease and an effortlessness. And I wake up every single day, I'm like, how is this so easy? And it's just, you know, I'm like, I'm very clear that it's just the right time and, and it's so needed. Mm. And so that's all, how it all came to be. It's such an important reminder for people for entrepreneurs, for people creating or starting anything. Mm. Because I think we're programmed, I'm going to speak for myself, but we're programmed to find that which is hard about the process Mm. and then say, ah, here it is. Okay, this is what I've heard about. This is the hard part of the process. It's going to be challenging. Got to put my head down and grind. Not to say that's not appropriate at times, but for me, what I've found and from your story, I know that you feel the same way. It's like, actually the point is one, serving this entity that found you, right? It's like, it tapped you on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. It Like you let it into totally. your orbit and you're just like, totally. it takes the yes. pressure off of you. It truly takes yes. the pressure mm-hmm. off of you to become almost like mm-hmm. a student of your entity mm-hmm. that you're serving. And then also just to align with the feeling of like ease and peace and like of, of flow. Yeah. And I think often in my past, I've found things to be easy and wondered, when is this other shoe going to drop? Like, Mm -hmm. when is it going to get hard? Come on. Like, Mm -hmm. my dad told me I got to rise and grind and do all the things. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And if it's easy Mm -hmm. and I'm happy and I'm waking up excited, like, what the fuck? Is this okay? Yeah. (laughs) Am I going to get in trouble for this? No, for real. I mean, that's literally my (laughs) life. But um, yeah, it's just such an important, important Mm -hmm. reminder. Uh, thank you for that. This was like such a joy. So the last last question though, you mentioned we talked about pause. I do I do want to close with hungry for happiness. That is still very much an entity in itself mm. that is helping so many people. So I I just want to talk about how you're still connecting to people through hungry for happiness. Yeah, I I have this. Oh, I have this deep, deep, deep just commitment to 
help the world who's struggling with emotional eating and body image issues. And it's so crazy, Lindsay, like I can feel the pain. I'm not in the pain anymore, but I can feel it. I'm like, I know there's millions of women who wake up every single morning hating their body. I know there's millions of women every single day that are in a fight with food. And it feels so true for me of like, wow, this is this is a real thing. And then we have an $80 billion weight loss industry that is constantly telling people we're not good enough, we're not skinny enough and repackaging the same diet. Like I was on over 50 diets in less than four years. It was crazy. Wow. That it is all crazy. consuming. Oh my gosh. And never once did anyone tell me or, 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 or consider that, oh, it might be your emotion, Sam, that's driving this. Mm-hmm. And so my whole vision with Hungry for Happiness is to revolutionize the weight loss industry, help people understand the underlying individual layers that that are keeping people, you know, overweight and overwhelmed and just mm-hmm. frustrated with with their bodies and 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 really helping people fall back in love with these magnificent bodies that we've been gifted. Yes. It feels Oh, it's just, yeah, it's just so big. It, it feels so big in my heart. It feels so big in my heart. And it's interesting for me to like tap into my quality of life when I struggled with food and my body. And, 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 and then now, you know, it's like never once did I have a mind of clarity mm. where I wasn't obsessing over, over calories and, and, exercises and i can remember you know doing like jumping jacks before bed to 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 make sure that my you know my exercise was larger than my food yes. intake you know just so i was constantly like in oh. a state of deprivation yes and i was starving for connection i was starving to to have like a felt sense of love in my body and so i'm now so committed to, to teaching that through mm. you know all the all the ways in which i do that which which feels nourishing and and just alive it still feels so alive people ask me all the time like sam you've been running hungry for happiness for nearly 10 years like are you not sick of talking about food i'm like no because what lights me up is who people get to become on the other side of that struggle cuz it's really oh. not about food like i my book that's coming out is Hungry for Happiness. It's the second edition. The first time I did it was a self-published. And I it's it's really not about food. It's about the path back home. Yes. Of like how can we remove all of this stuff that's preventing us from just getting in the pocket? Mm. Yeah. And that makes me so happy to think that you are the next generation's like example, right? That's why I I I just love that you're still just as passionate about it because I mean, I remember myself as a teenager writing down everything I ate and writing down the calorie count. Like, Mm -hmm. huh? Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like, you know, I don't know. I I felt really good about doing that, but it was so obsessive. And for what? Right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm a growing girl. I'm I'm hormone, I'm like 14, 15. You know what I mean? Like Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, I just I'm so I'm so thankful you're doing the work that you're doing. Um last last question. I'm curious, you know, identifying with your anxiety, mm-hmm. your eating disorder, orthorexia, etc. Mm-hmm. years past. Was it hard for anyone that was close to you 
to meet kind of like the true essence of you? Like, mm. was that transition oh, yeah. interesting? Because mm-hmm. it's so like mm-hmm. entangled at times. Mm-hmm. You know, I was so good at the mask I wore all the time was the everything is awesome mask. Mm. I never wanted my emotionality to be a burden on anyone else. Yeah. And so, you know, I was just, people just are like, oh yeah, Sam's the funny one. Sam's always happy. She's always cracking jokes. She's always the comedian. And I do have this like comedian funny light side, which which is still very current, but I wouldn't allow myself to be anything else. Like mm. I had to be that. I would be dying inside, but then show up and pretend that every, everything's awesome, cracking jokes, using comedy as a way yes. to like not feel. Which is, you know, it w- was such a distortion at the time. And so when my first book came, when I when my first public, self-published book came out, my friends called me and they're like, we had no idea. Like I had no idea you were going through this. Like I, I was a competitive dancer. So I would hang out with these girls all the time. Wow. And they're like, we had no idea that you were going through this. And I think the the reintroduction of my true self to my close people was an interesting process of like, hey, I am actually not the person that I led led on to be to be. And 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 I am so much of that. And I, you know, I still am like the funny one on the comedy, but there's there's a part of me that I haven't been showing you. And I'm so ready to be vulnerable mm-hmm. with you and show you the entire spectrum of who I am, not just the shiny, not just the shiny part. You know, I, I was so committed to to polishing the turd. And not letting anyone see the shit underneath, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and, and, and that started with 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 first me accepting me as I am, and and allowing myself to have bad days, allowing myself to just be an absolute hot mess, express and love myself anyway. And that was an edge for me too, because I never, I, I never knew what that was like. You know, I really only thought that I would be loved if I was this certain archetype. Right. And so re-shifting that and again, like renegotiating my relationship to pain to allow myself to love myself in all of it was an incredible growth edge. So I got to do that first for myself. And then I got to just share that with other people. And, you know, of course, I, there was fear around that of like, your emotions are a burden. Like that was my, that was my whole thing. Like you're going to be a burden if you actually tell people how deeply and intensely you feel. Because I do, I feel so deeply. I'm hypersensitive and hyper empathetic and I can take on so much. And the beautiful part of that entire experience was I only became closer to the people that I was hiding from for so long. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you so, so Thank much. Um, how can people connect with you, find mm-hmm. pause, etc.? Yeah. So the book is at hungryforhappiness.com slash book and you'll get a 21-day meditation for free once you... Uh, pre-order that little baby. Everything breathwork related is at pause.com. So I'm sorry, pausebreathwork.com. So there is, again, that free audio is there. There's an online course there. Um, If you feel called to be a facilitator, there's a facilitator application form. And then all things exist um, at Samantha Skelly on Instagram. So feel free to come send me a DM if you have any questions. Thank you, Sam. Mm. This was so fun. So fun. Oh I'm so my glad we gosh. did this. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so, so glad. Sam, thank you so much. You're the best. Uh, if you'd like to learn more 
about pause breath work, you can follow on Instagram at pause breath work or go to pausebreathwork.com. Sam's new book, Hungry for Happiness, is out soon. So give her a follow on Instagram at Samantha Skelly to stay up to date. Thank yeah, you thanks all. so much, Sam. It was so great to be on your show too. So we appreciate it. New Paradigm is happening right now. We have amazing workshops on things that we love. And this round is super affordable. A portion of proceeds goes to charities that we love and support. You can see more information on our website, almost30.com slash new paradigm. And then Shop Almost 30 has downloadables, workshops, apparel. It has just tons of amazing things to go a little bit further in your self-development journey. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We'll see you soon. Bye.